It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, as always. Well, last April, a $250,000 grant from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta and United Way of Greater Atlanta allowed our Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning to assist essential workers and child care providers during COVID-19. Commissioner, today we thought we would get an update on how this money was spent. Absolutely. We were thrilled to receive uh, the funding from those two organizations, and our foundation has done great things with that money and helped a lot of child care providers. So excited to hear about more of the details today. Got some fun things coming up from the foundation also, so stay tuned for that. Joining us to talk about the grant, part of the Greater Atlanta COVID-19 Recovery and Response Fund, is Carrie Ashby, Executive Director of the Georgia Foundation for Early Care Plus Learning. Carrie, welcome back to the podcast today. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Reg and Commissioner. Well, first, let's remind everyone about the foundation. It's still relatively new, formed in 2017 by Governor Nathan Deal and the Georgia General Assembly. Tell us about its overall purpose. Well, sure. Well, very simply, the foundation supports DECAL's innovative programmatic priorities. So we also handle a lot of the variety of uh, the signature projects, and we do this by leveraging resources. We gather funding from the public and private sectors, um, and you would think of these as corporations or, or even private family foundations. And so initially, we were formed as a fiscal agent that could respond quickly to the needs of our, our, of our child care programs affected by these natural disasters. You'll remember Hurricane Michael and Matthew, right? Well, now we're really focused on kind of similar needs, but it's being caused by a public health emergency. Um, you know, no one saw this coming. It was certainly unprecedented. But thankfully, the foundation is able to work in tandem with a state agency like DECAL, but we do have the flexibility of being a nonprofit organization. And Carrie, we all know things are definitely different um, these days than when the foundation was created back in 2017. But just check in with how you and the foundation have been faring under the COVID-19 and working remotely conditions. Right. Well, I'm a team of one <laughs> here at DECAL, um, but I spend 100% of my time um, devoted to the foundation. Um, but, the, you know, this pandemic has really allowed me to work across these divisions, um, such as QIP and CAPS and finance. And they were able to help me get several of these grants up and running in a short amount of time on top of what they were dealing with uh, within their divisions. So shout out to Bentley and Elisabetta, Shana, Randy, Kay, Bart and Carolyn. I mean, you guys really allowed me to do things that one person couldn't do on their own. Um, we just have such an amazing support team at DECAL. But as far as working remotely at home, I've learned that my two spaniels bark at every single car that drives by, <laughs> um, every leaf that falls down from the tree that they stare at. And as many of y'all know, my six-year-old really likes her Zoom meeting cameos. She thinks that is just 100% <laughs> the best thing that happens in her day, So, which means we need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as possible and not a minute too soon. 
Correct. She's adorable, by the way, but I can definitely see how you may have become an executive assistant in uh, uh-huh. this situation. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so let's think back. The pandemic hits in March, and we all know the devastating impact on both families and childcare in Georgia. The United Way of Metro Atlanta and the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta come up with funding to help essential workers trying to pay for childcare and child care providers trying to stay open or, or reopen. How did the foundation get involved in that? Well, I first think it's important to note that since COVID began to spread in Georgia, the foundation has raised nearly half a million dollars in philanthropic funding. And, and remember, 100% of this is going directly to our child care programs and the families that we support. So, you know, not a dime is going to administrative or overhead costs. I just always like to point that out. We were invited to apply for this grant from the United Way um, and their partnership with the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta. And I, I cannot be more excited to just share that we got $250,000. And this was to address the devastated impact on our, on our child care sector. So on April 27th, the foundation launched the COVID-19 Relief and Recovery Fund, and we were able to send a, co- a competitive grant application to every licensed child care provider in Metro Atlanta. And the goal was just to simply help pay for basic operating costs, such as the teacher salaries or, or sanitation supplies, um, or, or even you know, just th- these new materials that they were going to have to have to abide by the CDC guidelines and state guidelines. So this was focused on the 23-county Atlanta metro area. Uh, who were the recipients and what were they able to do with their grants? Well, we received 1,195 eligible applications from child care providers hoping to receive up to $3,000 in funding. And thankfully, I was able to partner with DECAL's research team, Randy, Shana, and Bentley. Thank you. Um, they were able to help score each application through a very thoughtful and independent rubric system. And out of the nearly 1,200 applications, we were able to grant 110 providers, which were 32 family learning homes and 78 child care centers. And one thing we might want to specify, and I know I got a couple of questions on social media. Some folks would say, why is this limited to... 23 counties uh, in Metro Atlanta. That's just the nature of the grant coming through these two organizations that are mainly focused on metropolitan Atlanta. That's correct. So they, uh, the United Way of Greater Atlanta focuses on 11 counties and the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta focuses on 23. So thankfully through their partnership, we, we were able to focus on more counties, but yet there's so much need around the state. I mean, the fact that we had almost 1,200 providers begging for money, and that's just from the 23 counties. Um, we just know that, they're, that they're, the need is just far greater, um, but we're doing the best we can. We can't wait to move on to phase two, which I'll mention. This is focusing on our emergency child care scholarships for essential workers. Now, this is part of the same grant. Uh, this is the same pot of $250,000, but we shifted $70,000 over to the side um, so that we could help not just providers, but the families that are being affected by this too. So, you know, as you know, the CAPS, CAPS division formed the Essential Services Workforce Priority Group. And so the foundation is following very similar eligibility requirements, but we're raising that state medium income level 
that a family has to meet from the 50% to 85%. And so this is allowing families who didn't initially qualify for the CAP scholarship um, at the beginning to now reapply, which they're doing currently. And then we will be granting three months of childcare for these families. And so, I mean, as an Atlanta, um, Atlanta parent with a child that is just going into Atlanta public schools, but I remember those childcare costs and they were about $10,000 per year in Atlanta, um, if not more. And so hopefully this funding will, um, will just be a much needed relief to these frontline heroes that are helping us day to day. Absolutely. That's great. We're throwing a lot of numbers around, so I hope everybody can track with us here. But uh, here's another uh, number, $225,000. This is a recent grant from the Joseph B. Whitehead Foundation to help support Quality Rated through a new critical response team. Tell us about that, Carrie. Yeah, so this is part of that half million dollars that we've raised in the last three months. Um, and this is very exciting for our providers and for our quality rated program in Georgia. This is the Joseph P. Whitehead Foundation, and they have granted $225,000 for these critically important technical assistance, or what I like to call the hands-on support for the child care programs working to become quality rated. Now, I do want to note that this is not um, just for Metro Atlanta. This is statewide. Uh, but the funds will be used for three additional temporary staff workers to you know, work directly with DECAL's case management team. And they will be providing the targeted support for these child care providers that, that have some challenges that they must they must resolve before applying to be quality rated. And, you know, even though DECAL has postponed that quality rate, quality rated deadline, I feel like we're definitely still in this all hands on deck mode to get these programs rated. And, you know, we're just real, we're very thankful for the support from our friends at the Whitehead Foundation. And I'm looking forward to getting this program started really soon. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a big award uh, for the foundation to help quality rated um, for sure. So while grants are a big part of the funding for the foundation, you also rely on philanthropic contributions from businesses or other organizations who have made early childhood education a top priority. How can those types of organizations that want to make an impact um, for early childhood throughout Georgia get involved? Well, you know, economic development starts with that early childhood development. I really think that that early childhood education is the, is the true backbone for the industries and the workforce here in Georgia. I mean, it's $4.7 billion uh, impact here in Georgia. But, you know, the foundation is unique. we kind of serve as the hub for these public-private partnerships for the collaboration on all the issues that are related to early childhood education. Um, So we're certainly unique in that regard. And when these businesses, such as Georgia Power, Home Depot, the Georgia Lottery Corporation, when when they invest in the foundation, we, the foundation has the direct impact to help you know, over 337,000 children that are served in Georgia's early care and, and learning programs. So we um, we are certainly unique. We can and do serve as the hub for all things related to it. So if you are interested, this is a great time for a pitch. If you're a business, whether it's a large business, small business, and you have a heart for early childhood education, particularly high quality early childhood care and education, get in touch with the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. It is a great investment. You see a direct return 
uh, on the faces of young children who are getting a strong start uh, in their education, something you should uh, definitely consider. Um, Carrie, you also have a very impressive board of directors chaired by our own commissioner, Amy Jacobs, and involving some very impressive individuals from business, child advocacy, even the entertainment industry. Tell us about the board. Yeah, sure. Well, we uh, we are represented by um, State Representative Katie Dempsey. We have State Stephanie Blank of the Nazarene Foundation, who is very involved um, with her own organization here, um, as well as with our foundation. We also have Coy Bulls from the Zach Brown Band um, and Tim Carl, who's a rock star in, in himself from the Metro Atlanta Chamber. And we also have representatives from Tower, Wellstar, Piedmont, and, um, and of course, Dr. Maurice Price from the Baldwin County Board of Education. So it's a very well-rounded, very respectful, um, and certainly impressive group of individuals. Yeah, we do have a great board, and they are very involved and um, very supportive of the foundation. You did mention our board member, Stephanie Blank. She's been a friend and supporter of DECAL for many years. Um, she's even funded the Georgia Pre-K Teacher of the Year program when we start, started that over five years ago. Tell us more about her involvement with the foundation. Sure. Well, like you said, I mean, the, the Georgia Pre-K Teacher of the Year program, that was her idea, and, and she initially has funded it. It has gone from supporting and highlighting the, need, the, the, the great work of these uh, pre-K teachers around the state of Georgia to it's become a national program with our, with our pre-K teachers uh, of the year being invited to Hollywood to be filmed on, um, on some syndicated TV shows. So we are very proud of our teachers. We're very proud of, of, of the program here in Georgia. Um, but it's, we want to also expand on what Stephanie Blank started several years back. Um, we want to not just give them $500 and, and a classroom maker over when they win, along with $3,000 extra. We want to also um, spread some light on our infant toddler programs that are across the state. So we want to now, and, and it was just approved by our board the past couple of weeks, we're going to uh, that we're going to be starting the Georgia's Early Childhood Educator of the Year program, and like I said, Stephanie will be graciously supporting this program, which will spotlight these exemplary teachers, and it'll be very similar to our Pre-K Teacher of the Year program. Each finalist will receive a $500 check. The winner will receive $3,000, and plus all expenses paid for them to travel around the state. And um, and also to have a great classroom makeover for the kids. That's great. Infant toddler teachers being recognized. When can we expect to maybe see that process begin? Well, we're ready to go, but we are very. Uh, we still have um, a large percentage of classrooms in Georgia that are um, still shuttered from the COVID nineteen pandemic. So we're going to give it a few more weeks, and and then we should be making an announcement. But the good news is, is that our pre-K teacher of the year program that started before the pandemic, we had already announced our six finalists. And we hope um, we hope that we it's five females, one male this year. Uh, but we're hoping to announce the winners in mid-September. There's there's a, a few things that have to go on um, for, for us to be able to make the decision. But we are, you know, we're. We're being very hopeful. Megan McNeil and Susan Adams are, are working very hard on this project. And, 
and we're here to support them as well. I guess we have this little thing known as a classroom observation, and <laughs> that is sort of a key part. They also do a portfolio and a video and all those kinds of things. But um, obviously, our team is working hard on plans for reopening pre-K this fall. So stay tuned for more information on that. We're going to try to get that to our general audience as soon as we can, definitely to our pre-K classrooms and locations a lot sooner than that, uh, hopefully uh, here very soon. So stay tuned. Um, Carrie, what else is ahead for the foundation that we can look forward to? Well, we're, we're just, we are aggressively sinking funding, um, not just for Metro Atlanta, of course, so for the entire state that the need is, um, is vast. So th- that's what we are promising those that were not, um, that were not granted the funding in the first go round. Um, we are able to now show just how much need is out there and to go to these businesses here in Georgia and really nationally to see how we can help these providers. Because when we go back to work 100%, we've got to have those child care centers um, and those family learning homes available. Otherwise, we just can't do it. It really is the backbone of our workforce here in Georgia, speaking from experience. So uh, we are looking forward first. I am looking forward for school to start back in some way and also for our childcare providers to have all the assistance they need to be able to safely reopen as well. You know, one thing we do want to point out uh, every year uh, in the state of Georgia and in state government, we have something called the State Charitable Contributions Program, uh, where our employees are encouraged to make donations uh, out of their own funds to nonprofits around the state. It's not a matching program. This is strictly just out of the kindness of your heart. Who do you support? And it goes all over the board, um, all across the state. Carrie organized our program for DECAL. And Commissioner, she was recognized as uh, one of the best leaders of the program, really, across the state. She was, and that was so exciting. She did a great job, and she puts a lot of effort and energy and excitement. And I think we'll probably ask her to do it again next year. Because she's so great. I would gladly accept. I think we're already applying to to be part of it for next year. And that was um that was quite an honor. And we had uh it seemed that we had, you know, not maybe not the most that was raised, but we had the largest participation, which I think says says the most about decal is that we're all in. We're all in this together. Um we're out there with our time and our energy and then also with our wallets. So uh, I was very proud of our team. One thing about that program that always stands out in my mind, and I think most people know, state government employees um, are not always the best, highest paid employees. We appreciate the fact they bring their heart to the office every day. And now on top of that, they're actually giving of their own money uh, to a lot of these great nonprofits. It's a great way not only to support these nonprofits, but also raise awareness around the work that they're doing, many of whom we partner with when it comes to working in early childhood education. But let me point out one more time that one of the organizations you can support through State Charitable Contributions Week <laughs> is the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. And and Carrie, it's not lost, like you said earlier, that we have intentionally, we being decal former Governor Deal, the state legislature, 
basically saw that we could largely eliminate overhead costs by funding this foundation as far as the administrative cost. That way, more money is going directly to the organizations that are receiving these grants. So I I think to your point, that's unusual in this kind of um, situation. We knew that many of these uh, corporate and charitable and philanthropic entities wanted to donate to DECAL, um, you know, to the programs that we support, but they really didn't have an avenue to do such. Um, I don't think it's extremely popular for nonprofits to fund state agencies, but they want to fund the work. Mm. They want to fund the work. They just, you know, it's it's usually you typically just don't write a check to the state of Georgia for the Department of Early Care Marketing. <laughs> it, it it is. It is uh, more acceptable to write and fund for um, for a nonprofit that 100% supports the programs that DECAL um, does every day. So um, I think that was the idea back in 2017. I think that's why Representative Katie Dempsey was able to draft it, the legislation, and that it was passed unanimously in the Georgia General Assembly and signed by um, former Governor Deal. And by the same token, what was happening was hurricanes would come or other damage to childcare programs. They would be looking to us as a state agency, and we legally could not do anything. And so the foundation has come along at just the right time, and we are able to help. So find out more about the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning. You can visit their website at georgiaearlyed.org. That's G-A Early ed.org. You can also follow them on social media. Carrie, we're going to have to have you back. I know a lot of good things are coming and um, we love to hear about it. This is great work and thanks for everything you do. Thank you, Reg. Now your questions from the water cooler. My name is Carrie Baines and I'm a pre-K specialist in the coastal town of Richmond Hill, Georgia. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is we are so fortunate that we have so many beautiful Georgia State Parks as well as historical sites. Is there a particular park or historic site that the commissioner would like to visit in the near future? Well, Carrie, that is a great um, question, and thank you for that question. You know, Georgia is uh, pretty fortunate that we have all types of Uh, beautiful places to see. There is one place that I have not been that I would like to take my family um, to Cloudland Canyon State Park, which I understand is described as um, Georgia's Little Grand Canyon. So I hear um, pretty amazing things about it. And I think that would be a good trip to take. So I'm going to put that on my list. And while we have uh, everybody here together, want to plug a little something that Governor Kemp and the Georgia Department of Public Health have launched. And that is the Safety Promise campaign. This is for businesses as well as individuals that will publicly agree uh, to some simple yet critical measures that help protect Georgians from COVID-19, minimize the spread of the virus, and keep Georgia open for business. You go to georgiasafetypromise.com, and it's a way for you to publicly commit your organization Uh, to taking a strong stand and helping minimize the spread 
of the virus. And Commissioner, I have taken the liberty of signing us up at the Department of Early Care and Learning, and folks can uh, jump on the bandwagon. Well, good. I'm glad that you signed us up. Um, I think I think that's a smart thing to do um, for everyone to show their commitment to making sure that we're working together to to uh, stop the spread of COVID. You know, we've got to some point go on with our lives in some form or fashion. And to know that, you know, businesses and our workplaces are um, doing their best to keep things safe, I think is a good thing for Georgia. And really all you're committing to overall, this is not signing up for anything that's uh, that's above your head or too, um, um, too stringent. Four things really is what we're talking about. And that is wearing face covering, uh, washing your hands, sanitizing services and practicing social distancing, staying six feet apart wherever possible. Obviously, there are some circumstances that that's almost impossible. And we've talked about that here on the program before, but it is kind of a nice public awareness campaign. We wanted to jump on board, support the governor and uh, Dr. Toomey with the Department of Public Health. So we're in the Georgia Safety Promise. You can look it up for more information. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. This is how it works. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. What former governor helped start the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning? What former governor helped start the Georgia Foundation for Early Care and Learning? Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers and give you a nice prize. Thanks for playing. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.